हरि गॉड अलोन एग्जिस्ट ही अलोन इज एक्सप्रेसिंग एज दिस एंटायर वर्ल्ड विथ ऑल बींग्स ही एक्सप्रेसिस थ्रू हिज टू फोल्ड प्रकृति द अपरा एंड द परा प्रकृति द अपरा प्रकृति इज द अष्टदा प्रकृति विच कॉन्स्टंटली सीम टू बी चेंजिंग एंड द परा प्रकृति is the one which illumines it of the nature of consciousness and together god alone expresses just as the sun when it shines in the waters the water seems to be different but the reflection is different so reflection of the sun is more close to the sun but water is the nature of water is not close to the sun but water helps the sun to get reflected similarly in that apara and para prakriti the para prakriti is more close or atma roopa it's more close to the nature of that supreme reality so bhagwan says that uh, because of this uh, trigunatmika maya which is part of this prakriti all beings fail to recognize me but one who surrenders to me one who gives up all other identification and surrenders to me comes to recognize oneself as of the nature of that brahma so mamevaye prapadyante mayam etam tarantite the cross over this maya so though it is uh, easy to uh, what you call uh, identify with god because he alone is there but still because of this strong uh, uh, effect of this maya the three gunas the jeevas fail to recognize god and they fail to surrender bhagwan said those who are performing bad karmas those who are very very uh, negative in and having all negative values those who don't have proper knowledge and those who take support of the asuri sampatti such people don't surrender to me but there are four types of devotees who worship me and they are artha jinnyasu arthaarthi and jnani so in these four ways or four types of people approach that supreme reality when we need something and when we don't find that it is available or cannot be obtained by the worldly means then that person approaches god arthaarthi wants to obtain something much physical wealth or some position or some job or uh, green card uh, whatever so we want something tangible and we approach god so that is arthaarthi bhakta when we have anguish when we have lot of pain and suffering sorrow then also we approach god those are the artha bhakta so arthaarthi more at the physical level 
are the more at the emotional level but there are those who have uh, this question in their intellect various questions come they are propelled by various uh, uh, thirst for knowledge they want to know who is god where is god how he is what is my nature so they are propelled by their intellect and they approach god and once they uh, inquire and investigate and contemplate and uh, meditate they come to realize or they come to know about the nature of god so they become the jnani bhakt they are also called the yoga rood in the previous chapter and they then put forth effort to gain direct experience of god to gain direct that state of enlightenment so these four types of devotees bhagwan says are there but out of them the jnani is the supreme tesham jnani nitya yuktaha eka bhaktir vishishyate is constantly tuned to me and the jnani has got this deep firm conviction that there is only one that supreme reality other than that nothing else is there and is devoted to that and that alone so bhagwan says for a jnani i am very dear and uh, uh, he is very dear to me such a mama priya so here bhagwan has praised that jnani a lot so the question comes what about the other three bhaktas are they not dear to god in the next verse 18th verse bhagwan says udara sarva evaite ज्ञानीवात्मेवेमतम आस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थितस्थ
God is there to remove me from all my troubles. My job is to get into trouble and Bhagwan is there to protect me and bring me out of all my troubles. So they have a sense of difference because the real nature of God is not known. And majority of devotees fall into this category. Only a few are the jnani devotees. Generally we have the feeling that I am different, God is different. Physically we are different. Emotionally we are different. But essentially I and God are one. Once uh, this Hanumanji also said with respect to Ram Chandraji that Deha Drishtyatu Dasuham with respect to my body I am your servant he says. Jeeva Drishtya Tvadam Shakaha with respect to my uh, individuality with identification with my body, mind, intellect and all I am your Amsha I am your part I am part and you are whole. But Swarupataha Tvamevaham iti me nishchitamatihi. But essentially I and you are one only. There is no difference. So a Jnani Bhakta is one who understands or knows his identity with God. And with that knowledge he worships. He walks that path to gain ultimate oneness with God. So Bhagavan says, Udara Sarva Evaite, that all my devotees are very dear to me, but Nyani tu Atma Evame Matam, but Nyani is my own self. That Nyani understands that the self, myself and God is one and same. So Bhagavan says, He is my own self only. There is no difference. He has recognized His self as me. Others, they identify with the body, mind, intellect and assume a false personality, a different personality, which, which appears to be different from God. But a jnani knows and he understands that I and God are one. Aham Brahmasmi. Jnani tu atma evame matam. Therefore, he is more special and superior to other devotees. But this other, as I said, mentioned yesterday also, in whatever way we approach God, slowly and steadily, we reach the state of, we will reach the state of Jnana. It is Bhagwan alone will see that we will attain that. One may begin the journey as Artharthi, one may begin the journey as Artha or as a Jidnyasu, but slowly and steadily, one will attain that. There is a very famous story you must have heard in Bhagavad Purana, wherein uh, Bhagwan takes a little avatar, Vaman avatar, as a little batu. He comes and asks for three steps of land, like. So he comes as a little boy, but when he was offered that land, suddenly he take, assumes a huge cosmic form and takes away everything. That is the story of a devotee. One may bring in Bhagwan only for a short time in our life, in a, in a little aspect of our life. 
maybe five minutes per day, maybe in some of our uh, actions, maybe some of our relationship. But slowly and steadily, Bhagwan will come and occupy the entire our entire life. He will take us in. So, therefore, Bhagwan says, all my devotees are very, very dear to me. They are great. They are wonderful. But, jnani tu atma eva me matam. But, jnani is my own self. Astita sahi yuktatma maam eva anuttamam gatim. That jnani is one who is, uh, who is established in that state wherein he understands that I myself am of the nature of God. He has understood, he has made his mind, his intellect, his understanding such that I and God are one. He is established in that understanding and with that understanding he moves and acts and performs all his karmas. See, only when we have this understanding of oneness, our actions will be uh, of the nature of karma yoga. Our emotions or love will be of the nature of bhakti only. Our understanding will also be sublime. One has to keep this notion or understanding deeply in our heart. And that is what the jnani does. And ultimately, he attains that supreme state of enlightenment. Because that is his uh, goal. He is he is uh, devoted to attain that state of enlightenment. He is not interested in anything else. It's like a uh, like a lover wants to become one with his beloved. Like the Gangaji wants to become one with the ocean. It's uh, it's the attraction is there, and the nani is attracted in this way towards that Lord. Therefore, he says, he is my uh, most wonderful devotee. Then what? After gaining this knowledge and becoming a great devotee, what happens to that jnani? A very important verse. Next verse, Bhagavan says, Bahu nam janmanamante Jnanavan maam prapadyate Vasudevas sarvamiti Samahatma sudurlabhaha Bahu naam janmanamante Vasudeva Sarvamiti Bahu Nam Janma Nam Ante Jnanavan Maam Prapadyate Bahu Nam means after many, 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 many lifetimes person becomes Jnanavan and after becoming Jnanavan Maam Prapadyate He surrenders to me See, unless we know of the nature of God, we will not be able to surrender. It was said that only one who surrenders to me transcends this maya. Mamevaye prapadyante mayam etam tarantite. 
and only a jnani ultimately surrenders. He is the one, and this surrender takes place in the deep state of meditation. Surrender is not a physical activity. Surrender is not something emotional also. Surrender is not just some intellectual uh, understanding. Surrender is much subtler than that, and it happens in the state of meditation. Bahu naam janmanam ante, after many, many lifetime of being a devotee of God, of walking this path of spirituality and slowly and steadily gaining that understanding, becoming pure in his mind, pure in his actions, pure in his relationship, slowly and steadily a person, a seeker, gains knowledge. See, many people are interested in other things of life. Even on this path of, uh, even those who are religious they don't appreciate much the importance of knowledge. Knowing God and all, knowing God. Just you offer some puja or you do some namaskar or perform some special ritual and get the special benefit. Knowing God is a very strange concept. This knowing God is what is revealed to us in the Upanishads. But the Upanishads themselves are very rare for people to appreciate and understand. So after many, many lifetimes, one grows and evolves in such a way that in the final lifetime, one gains that knowledge. Hmm. All of you have come here, so understand that this is a final lifetime only. The life which we have now itself, you take it as the final. Not that after this we have to take many, many life. But this itself one has to understand as the final. So, Janmanam, Bahunam, Janmanam, Ante Janmani, in the final, uh, last lifetime, wherein we are totally devoted to God and have understood that the essential nature of me and God is one. That, that uh, externally I may appear to be different. I may have, I may, I may have a different experience also. But essentially, I and God are one. When we have that firm conviction, then we become a jnani. When we are emotionally convinced, then we are at a lower stage of bhakti. But when we are not only emotionally, but intellectually also convinced. So not only our head should be convinced, but our heart also should be convinced. We should be convinced with our head and heart that I and God are one, essentially. How many of you are convinced? Let us... Even if you are not convinced, you raise your hand. <laughs> huh. That is the idea. Because after raising, at least some inspiration will come from within. Hmm? Yeah. So the mind as well as the intellect both should get convinced about it. And that is what will happen when we study the scriptures, contemplate on it, apply it in our life. 
and uh, follow this path sincerely slowly and steadily that conviction will come and once that conviction will come we will then become fit to surrender to god bahu naam janma naam ante jnanvan maam prapadyate surrender means i will give up all my uh, limited identity i will give up my identification with my body mind intellect fearlessly i will just surrender to that pure existence within me pure consciousness and pure bliss my little personality prevents me from surrendering to this supreme self which is my own own nature my own self so when i have that firm conviction i will surrender it's like even when you suppose you want to jump from one place to another only when you are convinced that yes i can jump that it is safe you will try to jump you will jump similarly when i am convinced i surrender so bahu naam janma naam ante jnanavan maam prapadyate and what is the sharanagati that vasudeva sarvabiti i i get established in the understanding that the entire world is uh, pervaded is nothing but vasudev only vasudev is that brahma vasudev one is bhagwan krishna's name but vasudev also means one who resides in all sab mein vas karte hain unko vasudev bolte hain one who resides in everyone's heart is called vasudev another name for brahma so one who surrenders to that lord comes to realize that everything is brahma alone sarvam khalvidam brahma neha nanasti kinchana everything is brahma other than brahma nothing else is there one experiences one feels one uh, one what you call uh, one is totally uh, established in it hmm one lives in god one is totally immersed in god vasudeva sarvamiti sa mahatma and sa durlabah bhagwan adds two more things he says such a person is called mahatma generally we use that term mahatma to many people mahatma mahatma means one who has understood his atma is mahan not confined to this little body only that the entire cosmos is my own self such a person is called mahatma otherwise one is a limited atma only one thinks i am a little body and such a person who has realized god is sudurlabah is very very rare it's a rare phenomena out of millions as bhagwan has said before out of millions and millions of people few walk this path and out of all those who walk this path only a few of them they attain the final state of realization others are on the way others will also attain not that others are rejected others will also attain but very few attain that state of ultimate realization wherein one comes to know i and god are one it's a most amazing uh, experience or state you can say hmm sa mahatma sudurlabah 
Bhagwan Krishna, when he is speaking here, he is speaking as that Brahma only, as that supreme reality alone. He is not identified with his body. He is not speaking there as Krishna, but he is speaking as Bhagwan himself. So, Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samahatma Sudurlabaha. Therefore, we should strive to gain this knowledge. Follow the path of Karma Yoga, Upasana, Jnana Marga, and then we have to meditate and come to gain that knowledge. And in the deep state of meditation, we gain that identification with God. We come to gain that what we call mystic experience of our oneness with God. Again, the question comes that why, why, what, what prevents us from surrendering or realizing God? Well, Bhagwan has already said, but now again he mentions in the next verse, what are the obstacles in our path? Why we don't surrender to God? He says, Kamaistaistaihritatnyanaha. Prapadyantenya devataha Tam tam niyama masthaya Prakritya niyata svaya Kamaistaistaihritatnyanaha Prapadyantenya devataha Ah, the main thing which prevents us is our desires. Desires are rising constantly in the mind. We, the sense of I is there which identifies with these desires. See, I am different from my desires. I am different from my body. I am different from my uh, mind. But that I consciousness identifies with these desires and considers them as my desires. Yeah. It's like a, like some, uh, what you call, some uh, object uh, moves in front of you and you consider that as your own. Like if you are sitting near Gangaji and something comes floating there and you immediately pick it up and say, oh, it is mine. Similarly, this thoughts and desires keep coming in the mind, we identify with them and we want to fulfill those desires. Constantly, different types of desires keep coming in our mind. Depending on the quality of the mind, depending on the samskars of the past, different types of uh, desires keep coming. Our great Rishi Munis have classified these desires also into uh, various groups. Four groups I have mentioned before also. Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. Desire for security. Desire to protect ourselves. Protect our own being. Protect our body. That is the first essential desire. Then we have desire for pleasure. Want to enjoy sensual pleasure. Then there is desire to be good, to be perfect. 
to be better, to improve our our personality, our lot. And then there is desire for moksha. But generally we have these three types of desires only. Dharma, Artha, Kama. Dharma also is rare. Artha, Kama is more. And this again, these desires are further uh, classified into three main groups. Desire for wealth, desire for progeny, and desire for some other loka. It's called uh, Vitteshana, Putreshana, and Lokeshana. Three types of popular desires of human being. One desire is for with wealth and property and, and things to make my life here on earth comfortable. Make my life means my body, my personality should be protected and comfortable and to gain all pleasure. I require some wealth, so I keep striving to gain that wealth. So right from our childhood, parents also understand this. They send their children to for school, college and all. Ultimately, so that that fellow will get a good job or will go into some business. If nothing works, then join the politics and earn a lot of money. Hmm. <laughs> so, Vitteshana, for making my this life itself better. But deeply we know that I will not live long in this world. However much I try, however much I go and do yogasnas and eat health food and do all sorts of things, ultimately I will die. But I want to live long. I want to continue to exist. I want to retain my name. So there is another desire deeply in a human being to have children or to have something left behind so that their name continues. If they don't have children, they will do something else, put their statues and all, or write autobiography or some other things, so that I don't want to die. So I want to leave behind in the form of my children or some other way. Or a spiritual person wants some disciples to be there so that his name continues. Falana Guru my Chela and all those things. So there is that is also a desire which prevents us from surrendering to God. And the third type of desire is that after I leave this world I want to gain a better life somewhere else. So better life now, my name should remain behind when I die, and wherever I go after that I should get a better life. Maybe some other loka, maybe swarga loka, or maybe a, another better life should be born again with better facilities. So these are three inbuilt uh, uh, strong desires within us, which prevents us from dropping our identity. I fail to drop my identity, my personality, identification with it, because I want to protect it. And I want to protect it, even after this body falls off, I want to protect it. And even when I go to other world, I want to protect So this intense attachment to this, our personality and this type of desires which come, prevents me from surrendering to that supreme reality, which is my own self. 
unless I give up what I am holding on, I cannot attain that infinity. I cannot realize that infinity. I have to drop that which is finite. It's like the walls. Unless I break the walls, I won't experience that infinite space. So in order to fulfill these various desires which are there in my heart, what I do? I perform actions. Because to fulfill desires, we need to act. So we perform various types of actions. And uh, if those actions become insufficient by myself, I take somebody's help. I take help of my friend, of my family members, of the society. And when I cannot get proper help from them, I sometimes approach some various forces of nature. The various devatas, the little, little devatas also. So Bhagwan says that the knowledge or the vivek, the discrimination of this person gets, uh, gets uh, kidnapped, gets driven away because of his desires, intense desires. And he worships various types of uh, devatas to fulfill those desires. Therefore, in this world you will find there are a multitude of these little, little devatas. All devatas means those power which you think will fulfill your desire. That devata can be a human being also. You have to do something. That devata can be in the form of some grahas also. That devata can be in the form of some various types of angotis also. People wear some ten different types. Or that devata can be the little forces of nature. Or the various aspect of Bhagwan in the form of the Indra Devta, Varuna Devta, or the Grama Devta, Devta of the village, or the various types of Devtas, so many temples and all. And once a person starts getting some fulfillment in that, it, uh, it, uh, it, that temple also becomes more and more popular. And more and more people start coming. More there, desires get fulfilled. So Bhagwan says that this type of activity of human beings prevent them from surrendering to me. The effort required to please a little devta sometimes is more than to surrender to that Supreme Lord. Bhagwan doesn't ask for anything. He says, you just surrender to me, I will take care of everything. Hmm. In the ninth chapter, Bhagavan will say that one who constantly worships me, serves me, surrenders to me, I take care of him, all his needs. So here also Bhagavan says that uh, if you surrender, I will take care. But our desires are so strong that we don't surrender. It's like a person uh, cannot sleep if he has got some some anxiety, some worries, or some other desire, some party is going on and all. Similarly, if I have these desires, I don't surrender. I am not available. Even if somebody talks about it, I get annoyed. I say, Samay then. That fellow is retired, who becomes old. Ne abhi itne jaldi kya hai, Bhagwan, Bhagwan. Samay nahi aaya hai. 
When Yamaraji comes and stands there, right at the doorstep, and that becomes too late then. And again, if something happens and miraculously gets cured, again continues with all his uh, other activities. See, it's so so important. All other things which we are do is really non-important. The essential thing just to maintain your body and thus it should be a secondary agenda. The primary agenda should be to gain enlightenment. Because once we miss this chance, when we will get a second chance, we don't know. We will get a second chance. But when and in what condition and how long it will take, we don't know. And the beauty is that whatever we are seeking and trying to experience, in some form or other we have experienced. We have experienced lot of things in this world. In our various many, many lifetimes which we have come, we have experienced the limit of pleasure. We have experienced the limit of richness also. We might have experienced all types of... Uh, because we have taken so many lifetimes in so many other lokas also, that we have experienced everything. But unfortunately, we want to keep repeating the same type of experience. So, Bhagwan says that propelled by their desires to attain this and that, kāmaihi taitaihi ritatnyānaha, that knowledge has been kidnapped away, taken away. And prapadyante anya devata, they worship other devatas. The unfortunate part, even that supreme reality, like for example, we worship Krishna, we worship Rama, we worship Ganesha, we worship Shiva, but they can be worshipped as the supreme or they can be worshipped as little devata also. Many people have reduced these great devatas into little devatas only. That is the unfortunate part. It's like a, like a great king is there. You can get anything from that king, but we use that king to get little, little things only. Hmm. Like a person who is super rich, and you try to get some 100 rupees, 200 rupees from that fellow. Or little toffee or something. Or peanuts. <laughs> Hmm. So, Shiv Bhagwan can give us moksha. Bhagwan, meri nokri laga do. Ek achi si chokri dilwa do. Aur tokri dilwa do. Paise ki. So, Bhagwan must be saying, what is this fellow is asking, I tell you. He can ask for moksha, he can ask for becoming one with me. He can ask for becoming Shiva. But he is asking for some other thing. And even if uh, that thought comes, we will drive it away. We say, no, 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 not now. We don't understand the importance of it. So, prapadyante anya devataha. Chote mote devatao ki aradna. Therefore, uh, in our country also, people get confused when they, talk, uh, they hear about this Hinduism and all. Millions of types of devatas are there. We talk about 33 crores, but I think there are more than that. Different, and every day some new devata pops up. New devata comes. And in every place there are special devatas. I tell you, some special devata. 
you will find if you go to a village and all you will find that there are some special devta very powerful and they have a particular type of niyama if you follow tam tam niyama masthaya if you follow those niyams then you get that uh, your desires also get fulfilled so tam tam niyama masthaya prakritya niyata swaya by propelled by my own prakriti propelled by my own past impressions my swabhav these various people they propelled by their desire they move in this world and they fail to surrender to me actually if we can drop our desires see desires are very powerful it's like desire means i want but if i have develop that courage and that strength that i don't want what i want i don't care for what i want i am not interested in what i want when i lose interest in my own little self also i want i want oh what i want keep quiet we are so much interested in this little personality of us that we try to fulfill it we become its sevak constantly trying to fulfill and if it is uh, miserable and constantly we say are mera aisa hua aisa rote rehte hain so either we are crying for our personality or trying to pacify it or trying to give it all sorts of pleasure but when we lose interest in this limited personality and when we seek only that supreme so it's very very frightening in the sense that to gain that supreme i have to give up all that is little and small it's like my dream unless i give up my dream i cannot come into the waking state if i get attached to my dream i continue with my dream but i have to lose interest in that dream then only i can wake up so tam tam niyama masthaya prakritya niyata swaya they worship this little little devatas then what happens when they worship these devatas bhagwan says in the next verse yo yo yam yam tanum bhaktah shraddhaya architam ichhati tasya tasya chalam shraddham तामेव विदधाम्यहम् यो यो याम याम तमुं भक्तः श्रद्धयार्चितम् इच्छति हाँ भगवान सेज इन ऑर्डर टू फुलफिल द डिजायर्स दे वर्शिप द वेरियस देवतास see all these devatas are also various expressions of that supreme lord only but not his direct expression like the sun the sun has got millions of rays so every ray of the sun is an expression of the sun every ray of the sun contains the power of the sun but one ray is not equivalent to a sun however beautiful and however strong that ray may be you cannot equate it with the sun it is just one aspect of that sun 
But if we just take one ray and worship it as sun and keep on demanding things from that ray only, then it will be, oh, bapre. So Bhagavan says, yo yo yam yam tanum bhaktaha shraddhayarchitum ichhati, that he who, whoever that person may be, in order to fulfill his desire, worships a particular form of devata, whatever be the form. If you worship that form with faith, shraddha, shraddhaya architum ichhati, with faith when he worships that form, Bhagavan says, Tasya Tasya Achalam Shraddham Tameva Vidadamyaham. I make that faith strong. Very strange. Bhagavan says that whatever Devta you worship with faith, I make that faith strong. Because ultimately that faith will releases, release us from all bondage. So that faith becomes strong. In whatever, and that we see in this world actually. When we sincerely worship any aspect of the Lord with faith, our faith in that particular aspect becomes stronger and stronger. We become more and more sincere. We start perceiving that path of worship very sincerely. And slowly and steadily we, we, what you call, we look at that Devta in a more and more broader sense. First we looked at him as a little devata. Then we can look at him as as a as a as as Ishwara only. So we may begin our journey by worshipping a little devata, but Bhagavan says I make that Shraddha very strong in him. Tameva Vidadamyaham because ultimately Shraddha is very important. Faith is very important. And if the faith gets broken or shaken, then the person falls down uh, to a large uh, extent on his from his spiritual path. Faith in our teacher, faith in our scriptures, faith in the devata which we are worshipping, faith in our, um, what you call, sadhana which we are doing, Faith in ourself, when it's, when it shakes and breaks, then that is a worst thing which can happen to a person, because then to again regain that, it, it takes a lot of effort. Some people lose faith in themselves. Some people lose faith in their, the scriptures. Some people lose faith in their teacher. Some people lose faith in the devata. Some, there was one person who used to worship Lord Ganesh regularly. And one day he, and he used to ask for things. So one day he uh, requested Lord Ganesh to give him uh, a car. He says, please give me a car, a big car. And he offered Nariel. One month, two months, no car came. He remained bekar only. So he got real annoyed one day. He said, I will stop worshipping now Ganesh. I will worship his father. So he removed that uh, murti and he kept it on top somewhere. And then he brought a shivalinga and he started worshipping. 
so as he was one day he was offering that uh, agarbatti and the fragrance uh, that dhua smoke started going there where ganesh bhagwan was sitting so he saw that are is being he had never noticed it but that day he noticed that this smoke is going there so he got so annoyed that he uh, took ganesha murti and he tied his uh, trunk that he should not smell anything not <laughs> why he did not give me car so as he was doing it suddenly ganesh bhagwan appeared in front of him this is a story huh so ganesh bhagwan appeared in front of him and he said i am very pleased with your upadesh worship he said please with your worship but so many days i am doing and now i was tying your this uh, trunk and you are pleased he said today is the first time you you took me as a living god as someone who is taking your offering or rejecting your offering so i am pleased with that and that is the that should be the intensity of our puja not just some murti is there and i am offering but there should be that intensity so as we worship this little little devatas bhagwan says that i make that faith stronger and stronger and ultimately that faith will take you to that ultimate goal you will develop faith in me so tasya tasya chalam shraddham tameva vidadhamyaham but how come we gain fulfillment of our desires by worshiping these little gods what happens bhagwan says in the next verse sataya shraddhaya yuktah tasya radhanam ihate labhate chatatak kaman mayeva vihitan hitan sataya shraddhaya yuktah tasya radhanam ihate भगवान से सतया श्रद्धया युक्त वैन अप डिवोटी विद दैट श्रद्धा ही वर्शिप्स देवतास नॉट कंसिडरिंग देम एज दैट सुप्रीम लॉर्ड बट जस्ट टेकिंग देम एज अ लिटिल देवता हु आर स्ट्रांग इनाफ पावरफुल इनाफ टू फुलफिल माय डिजायर सो वैन आई वर्शिप दिस देवतास विथ फेथ तस्या राधनम इहते आई do their aradhana worship them with faith then what happens labhate cha tatak kaman i gain fulfillment of my desires my desire with which i worship that devata gets fulfilled whichever devata you worship a stone you worship a whatever bhagwan says i develop faith because that faith is very interesting and important it doesn't matter you can take a just a pick up a stone from the road keep it, wash it or even don't wash it keep it and every day you worship it as a devata who will fulfill your desires and bhagwan says 
that your desires will get fulfilled. Nowadays people, uh, what you call, talk about it as law of attraction, this, that and all. But this is Bhagwan's uh, what you call, glory only. He says, Labateja tatak kavan. And how their desires get fulfilled? Maya eva vihitan hitan. Bhagwan says, I only fulfill their desires. Through those devatas, I only give. It's like a uh, like a, a parents, huh? our own parents, and the little children are there. Whatever desires they have, they approach their parents, and they fulfill them. But sometimes a child approaches some other. He approaches uh, what you call the servant who is working huh? in the house. Ki ye chahiye. So that servant. He is connected to the parent, so parent come to know that my child wants this. So through that servant, sometimes the father fulfills the desire of that child. Similarly, one God alone fulfills our desire through these devatas. Devatas by themselves are not very powerful. They are also like jivas only at different stages of evolution. All devatas are jivas at different stages of evolution. Only one God is there and that is Ishvara. So Bhagavan says, Lavatecha tatak kaman maya eva vihitan hitan. They get, their kamnas get fulfilled because I only give them their, uh, their result according to the great laws of nature, according to the great laws of karma. Their desires get fulfilled appropriately. Hmm. Therefore, even the other uh, uh, those who don't surrender to that supreme Lord and try to fulfill, uh, try to fulfill their desires by going here and there, that their faith becomes more and more strong. Their desires get fulfilled, and then because of this deep faith their attention from these little, little things also get diverted and slowly and steadily they come to uh, become devoted to that Supreme Lord. It is a long journey, but even with this, uh, from this path also, they will reach the same goal. It's a very interesting phenomenon. Therefore, we have let, uh, it doesn't matter actually, whatever Devta you worship, before fulfilling whatever desire you worship, that faith will become more and more strong. That faith is very important. Desires get fulfilled and go away, but that faith will become strong. And as the faith becomes strong, your appreciation of the Devta will become more and more sublime, more and more uh, pervasive. Hmm? Then the Devta will not remain little then you will look at that Devta as the Supreme Lord alone. And this is the psychology of uh, devotion. So Bhagwan says that people don't surrender to me because they have lots of Kamna in their heart. And in order to fulfill that Kamna, they approach the various Devatas or various powers of this nature. And with faith, they worship them. 
So I develop that strength, I develop, I, I make that faith more and more strong, and I fulfill their desires. And in this way, slowly and steadily, they ultimately come to realize me only. Further, Bhagwan says, Antavattu phalam tesham Tadbhavatyalpamedhasam Devan devayajoyanti Madbhaktayanti mamapi Antavattu phalantesham Tadbhavatyalpamedhasam Antavattu phalam tesham tad bhavati alpamedasam Whatever be our desire, the result of that desire is a limited phala uh, only. The result is limited. It comes to an end. Antavattu phalam tesham tad bhavati alpamedasam This alpamedas, this people of little intelligence who worship these little, little devatas, in order to fulfill their little desires, even if their desires get fulfilled, the result of these desires are temporary. They come to an end. Antavattu phalam tesham. Sometimes we should sit and find out what are the various desires we want to be, we want God to fulfill. And you will find that all those desires are all temporary. Absolutely temporary. Even after it is fulfilled, it lasts for a short time and then just disappears. It's like little child wants to, to, to catch hold of that bubble. If you go to that India gate and all those people sell those bubbles, it comes out. And you'll find some little children trying to hold that bubble. So even if you hold one bubble and you try to look at it, it's temporary. Before you know it, it breaks. Then again you run after another bubble. Similarly, our desires to gain fame, name, wealth, health, position, house, this, that, all these are temporary. In that, in that scale of eternity, this is like a bubble only. Our life itself is like a bubble. Whether it is 60 years, 70 years, 100 years, 120 years, I don't know what is the average lifespan. It is also like a bubble. Before you know, it's gone. Childhood goes by just playing and all. Balastavat krida saktaha. Tarunastavat taruni saktaha. In the Yuva Avastha, Lot of time goes in fulfilling various types of desires, entertainment, pleasures. Vriddhastava chinta asattaha. And as one becomes old, one starts getting attached to chinta, worries, anxieties. Mera kya hoga? Parivar ka kya hoga? Desh ka kya hoga? Jagat ka kya hoga? Chinta. Lot of worries. I don't know what will happen. 
Old people, they get worried about everything. Children are very happy. They are peaceful, this, that and all. They run around here and there, bunking their college and all. But elderly are worried. Isi bunk karte rahega, iska kya hoga? Isi tarah kahega, to uska kya hoga? So worried about others, worried about themselves, worried about everything. Chinta asakta. But parame brahmani kopina saktaha. But nobody is attached to that parabrahma. Our life just goes by fulfilling little little desires. So Bhagwan is expressing his great, uh, uh, what you call, pain here. He says the effort to worship this little devta and to worship me or surrender to me is same. Sometimes it is less actually. To surrender to God is easier. But to please those other devatas is very difficult. Some devatas are pleased only by if you offer a type of flower or type of um, puja if you do or you do some type of ritual, then only they are pleased. And the result also is temporary. So, antavattu filam tesham tad bhavati alpamedhasam Devan Devayajoyanti. So those who worship these devatas, they they attain the state of those devatas, or they attain that uh, uh, what you call uh, uh, the result according to the status of that devata. They go to that devata. But Bhagavan says, Mad Bhakta Yanti Mamapi. One who worships me, they come to me. One who worships this devata, they go to that devata. Means they remain at that level of that devata. Or sometimes they go to that loka of that devata. Or gain little power which belongs to that devata. But one who worships me, Bhagavan says, they come to attain me. So, Devan Deva Yajo Yanti Mad Bhakta Yanti Mamapi. So, therefore, one should put forth effort to worship God alone. See, we have uh, uh, two more uh, days remaining, and uh, after listening to this pravachan, a lot of you might uh, have some questions in your mind. Hmm. So unless now I am just giving pravachan, it's like a one-way, hmm, one-way traffic. So you might have some questions in your mind. You have heard, we have heard uh, all these six chapters. So there might be some questions from the previous chapter or from this chapter also or some other related question in your mind. So I would like you to write your questions neatly, with a neat handwriting, with your name, and then put it in that box. So day, tomorrow or day after tomorrow, I will answer those questions. But uh, you should not ask too many questions. Huh? One person can ask, uh, um, how many of you have questions? Or might have questions. After going back home, you might think of... Okay, that is good. So you ask one or maximum two questions. And you can put it in the box. Then we will discuss that question. 
day after tomorrow now we will sit and meditate for some time so you still we have time huh so don't be in a hurry so keep your books and all closed close your eyes and sit straight and we'll chant om together just with your eyes closed become aware of all the sensation reaching you through your ears become aware of the all the sound become aware of your thoughts and feelings let the thoughts come whatever just be aware of them your body your thoughts are all apara prakriti part of the apara prakriti and that awareness is the para prakriti so identifying with that para prakriti become aware of the apara prakriti
all your personality and concept of I is only in the mind. Beyond this para and apara is your own self. Which is of the nature of pure existence pure consciousness, pure bliss, full of peace. Now try to drop all your identification with your body, your mind, your personality, And just surrender to that pure existence, pure being, nameless, formless, being consciousness. which is neither man nor woman, which is neither young or old, is pure being consciousness. Fearlessly, with full faith, surrender to your own Supreme Self.